What's up, everyone? I'm Josh, and I'm back with an- again with another episode of Liverpool Perspective. This is episode nine, and we are back to taking L's after losing two home matches against Brighton and Man City. I had a little hope going into this week after last week's podcast. A little wow. glimmer of hope, but yeah, top yeah, four, so- baby. Let's go. Yep. So yeah, to discuss our bad form, we obviously have Dylan. And we also have uh, – we also we, we're fighting for the top four, as Dylan said, but we're also fighting for the Champions League still. And hopefully – That is top four. Hopefully we could, we could still – no, I mean, like, in the, champ, in the competition itself. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And we play Leipzig. We play Leipzig next week, so we have a Leipzig fan with us, Chi Hong. So welcome, Chi Hong, as our special guest this week. How's it going? So – Let's get right into it then. So, this is the first time since 1963-1964 season that Liverpool have lost three home games in a row. So, that's... Uh, mm, that's it's crazy to think my about. Dad, how... My dad wasn't even born then, so that just... We're just coming off the streak of, like... The home games unbeaten, and we were like, it was crazy how many records Liverpool was putting up at home, and now we put up this. We had the sixty. Time. We had the sixty sixty-eight unbeaten home record. And then we had three game home beaten streak. And now we suddenly lose three. We lose three in a row. So that's that's amazing. Yeah. So let's get Shows started. What with happens one... when the cop isn't there? Oh, we yeah. I want to get into that as well. With, with that, um, because obviously I feel like each game is like different itself, and and I think I think we de- I definitely think we saw the effects without of not having fans with the Man City game. But first, I want to get into the Liverpool versus Brighton game. Liverpool and Anfield, Liverpool nil, Brighton one, uh-huh. and I don't even know what to say about this performance. I I did like uh, what's it called? The POV for sport for sports sports universe on on their Insta page, and I I just had really basically no words. What well, what was your react? All your 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 reactions for that about that game? Just I I remember going in and we I thought we were both saying we need like a three 0 win. We need something to like get us going for the Man City game, and then this is the opposite of what we all wanted. It was typical of Liverpool's recent performances and we lost at home, which is just, you can't do, you can't lose at Anfield and not against bottom half teams. But with the yeah. way, I guess, this year is going, that's just what happens. And we really got to get the guys together and something has to change. And it's not Klopp, obviously. Klopp has, is going through a tough time right now too. So I think um, they really just need to get through this tough patch, realize that there's going to be more seasons after this. This is the COVID season. Hopefully next season things will be more loose on restrictions and they'll be able to get their head together and build up hopefully for another title. But in this season, let's just focus on winning in Europe and focusing on making sure we're in Europe for next season. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely agree. I, I agree with that for sure. And Chiang, what, what do you think from the outside of, us losing to Brighton, I mean. Uh, I mean. You also lost to Brighton, so I mean, we we both have as a, you're a Tottenham fan as well, so you 
We both we, we now both have the experience of losing to Brighton, so. Yeah, I was gonna say yeah, it's better for Spurs, but um, <laughs> I mean it is kind of you guys do have some work to do in the back, and um, to lose to Brighton, I mean Brighton is just um, I guess giant killers at the moment, but <laughs> I feel like it's kind of undeserved. You know, they don't like they're just taking advantage of the turmoil between teams, and it's working for them right now. You know, but um, I'm personally not a big fan of them. They're just, I think they're very big on gloating and uh, you saw if you watch the Tottenham game um, they're very big big on fouling and they don't really have any strategy more of a kind of like hit and run kind of team you know what I'm saying hmm. yeah so okay so let's get into the line into the lineup we had a lot of interesting stuff that was already looking it already made the situation look even more bleak for us if it wasn't already Shakiri starts because Mane was Mane got Mane's and I I think Mane was injured against West Ham and now his injuries he still had the injury so Shakiri started Allison was ill out of nowhere and Kelleher played instead and we we oh. continue, we could we continued to persist with the Milner Thiago and Genie midfield I I thought in my opinion Milner should have been rested and he wasn't I think we saw a bit of tired legs. And, Dylan, what did you make of the starting eleven overall? Um, just the fact that Allison's out shows you something. Allison, besides when he was injured last season and for a bit this season, he was one of the most in and out guys. Like he's there every you think he's gonna be there every game. And when he's not there, it just shows you that Liverpool's gonna have to run with a second rate goalie and it just hurts the chemistry even more. Yeah. And with the already suffering back line, you do not want Allison out and yeah, Kalahar is a good keeper. Don't get me wrong, but I think this is the last thing we he's need. Not Allison. Yeah, he's not Allison. I mean, not in the Man City game, but we'll get there. We'll get we'll get there as well. But I I think that's why we kind of kept the same midfield, especially with some of the injuries. But I felt like this midfield was to play for three for every four days the same midfield. I think it was eventually going to get tired out, and I think we saw that today. I mean, not today. We saw that last week. And it was a flat, it was basically a really flat performance. I thought the first 15 minutes, we were very promising. We like, I thought that I was, I was confident, like we were like against West Ham that we, we could do something. We were playing with intensity and Salah had the chance. But after the first 15 minutes, we were absolutely flat. We were lackluster in attack. We, we didn't do, I don't remember us creating a single chance. At, and Brighton had four shots on target. We only had one. We only had one, and this is where it's Anfield. Liverpool it, and Anfield and Anfield, and it's not like uh, Tottenham lost to Brighton earlier, but like I, I think Liverpool I think Tottenham has... did more than what we did, and they were at, they were at Brighton. Usually in a half, Liverpool you'd think would have upwards 12, 15 shots sometimes against a team like Brighton, but it's just I've seen. I mean, it's like the opposite of kind of games we've seen where. Liverpool will put up a lot of shots. Well, they'll have like 15 shots and a half, but they'll all be right at the keeper or they'll all be over the net. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And we'll just tie on a really just frustrating game where we had the chances but couldn't complete. This game, we didn't even have the chances. We weren't, we were playing so lackluster that Brighton completely outplayed us on every single tier. Yeah, they. it, it was not like Brighton got lucky or anything. They just outplayed us. They. Mm-hmm. 
they outplay this from like every, I guess every metric you could possibly think of the except mm-hmm. possession. But possession doesn't matter if you don't use it well. So well, they outperform this. When in you're not point. shooting the ball when you have possession. <laughs> yeah. So what's the point? Do you pass it to um, it's Phillips to Henderson to somewhere else, and it just it's 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 just frustrating. frustrating. So we yep. I'm going to give – I have a few stats about this game. So, oh yeah, there are a lot of stats. Uh, we we only got one win against the bottom six in the Premier League this year. And if you recall, it was the 2-1 win against Sheffield United. And that was when we were 1-0 behind Sheffield. And we came back from – I think Jota scored – didn't Jota score two goals in that game? Jota scored the winner, I think, but – but yeah, we, we won because of Jota, basically, who's injured because of Klopp deciding to put him in some meaningless Champions League game. But we should not be relying on the new signing to beat bottom six teams. So I don't. So I, it's a big problem, especially with especially with a lot of our injuries. I think it makes the problem even worse. What What do you think of our record overall with the top? Why do you think our record is like that? Maybe are we sleeping, you think, on all the teams? I think, or they're just exposing our... I think they're really... Because of our um, holes in our lineup right now, they're really... All these teams are just going for those holes. And there's nothing we can really do about it, except... And then we move other players to try to fill those holes, uh, except they're not meant to. It's like putting a square block into a circle hole, and it all falls through. And I think they're just really exposing the weakness we're having right now with injuries and misshapen lineups. Yeah, and one of one of those injuries is Van Dyke. And yeah, I think I, I I showed I showed you a a thread on Twitter um, about like someone who's saying it's Van Dyke's impact, and I'm gonna kind of summarize it here. So with with the stat the main stat in the 55 games against bottom bottom 13 clubs. In quotes, um, after Van Dyke's debut, we won 51 games and we drew and we drew the other four with so that's like a phenomenal record, obviously. 51 wins, four draws in 55 games. 30 33 of those 55 games were clean sheet. And we just conceded only 28 goals, and that run ended after we lost three three to Watts for last year. And since then, 12 get 22 games have been played. Um 12 wins, five draws, five losses, and we only kept six clean sheets in that run. And most of those games were without Van Dyke, obviously. So, I mean, I think as yeah. soon as Van Dyke went out early in the season, we knew we'd have some problems. And for a bit, we kind of, it was still kind of choppy waters, but we sailed through them. And now the ship is finally sunk, I feel like. Yeah. And we couldn't hold it together. Van Dyke really is just this unit which, Holds. He's so much more than just a defender. He really just makes the team play so much better when he's there. Passing, uh, his vision of the field. He's just a key player. And we can't hold up without him in the back, especially when we're putting in these guys who are levels way below Van Dyke in terms of defensive mindset and play, type, play setting, like how they play. Yeah, yeah, I definitely, I definitely agree with you. And another thing, what Van Dyke, what what Van Dyke has is that um, 
one is good in the air and and that and what he does well is that he that he's able to cancel out any attacking force that the other the opposition has right so that makes it that makes life a lot easier defensively and we could focus more offensively without being too concerned of them of the opposition like Brighton getting us on the counter attack or or a long ball because Van Dyke is fast and he's good in the air as well and he wins yeah. everything. So he's a beast there. And, and think another, about our um, what's it called uh, set pieces this season without Van Dyke. Yeah, and now yeah, that was the next thing I was going to talk about. We I also have stats from that. Uh, with with last year we had seventeen set piece goals in the Premier League. We were mm-hmm. tied with Man City in the league with with set piece goals. Uh, this year so far we have six set piece goals in the Premier League. That is ninth in the league. Ninth. So we went from first to ninth. And I definitely agree with you. That that, that had definitely is what we're missing Van Dyke for. Even, even though Van Dyke... had a set-piece goal. Yeah. Even though He's Van so Dyke, good at Even though Van Dyke doesn't always score from set-pieces, like... But he he gives a he's a presence in the air and that gives space not distraction only, yep. gives, yeah and not only gives space for him but he he gives space for other players and and it makes us be much more of a threat in set pieces mm-hmm. so that's definitely that's why I also think Firmino used to have a good oh I feel like we'd get more headers oh Firmino still gets years. headers but like against Tottenham but not as much on set pieces yeah but Firmino yeah, yeah, because Van Dyke takes up yeah, a lot. Exactly. Of like everyone knows for like, right now, basic. I don't know who else could head the ball besides Firmino, and maybe Mane occasionally. Mane occasionally can make a header, right? Who yeah. like who else do we have? Obviously, it's a lot easier to mark those two players than if without Van Dyke. Yeah, without Van Dyke. Yeah, because everyone focuses on Van Dyke when he's playing, and sometimes occasionally Matip as well. So. And when Matip is not playing, who Fabinho is not good in the air. Henderson is not good in the air. And I'm Robinson not sure about Phillips. So it, it definitely there's definitely a big reason for that. I was I was surprised when we scored against Spurs in, on the set piece because um the because Firmino is not because we don't have a lot of height, but mm-hmm. so, Firmino just does hops. He doesn't have Van Dyke yeah. had hops and he was six five. Yeah, so yeah. And we are, and that and that shows that we are struggling to score. And uh, another stat that we had leading up to the Man City game was that we this is the first time we have failed to score at Anfield in three consecutive matches since October nineteen eighty four. Crazy. Mm-hmm. And I Times think are different quickly. Yep. And I think this this is this is worse than Roy Hodgson stuff in terms of scoring goals, and that. That explain that. This is the Klopp era. Yeah, this is the Klopp era, and another and the, I guess my final stat. Like I think this is this is kind of it indicates our injury problems and how it's hard to fill a team with stability. With, with every time we're going to talk about later, we with the, when we preview the last game, we get blow after blow after blow. When it seems like everything is going well, we get another blow, and I think this stat indicates as well. For the so for the f- sixth time this season, Liverpool had at least eight players on the un- unavailable for the for a match. They have had six or more players missing in sixty six percent of their matches. 
66 percent of their matches where they had six or more injured players or like COVID players, whatever. So that's not good for the stability of the team when you have a lot of your players missing out games most of the time. So, yeah, it's um, quickly different times. And do you think um, if we had any of our old coaches doing this time, like how we're playing right now, do you think there'd be talks of getting them out of the club? But because it's Klopp, well, there's no way we can fire I mean, him. The thing, the thing is that what Klopp has done for Liverpool. So yeah, no. That kind of if you win, you win the Champions League see. and the Premier League. You can't really. You can't no, you see. and you can easily see things turning around. Yeah, you can like, see things turning around. Like we can now, still easily win the Champions League title if we really put our minds to it. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. I think we. I still think we still have a good team, and just everything needs to click. And mm-hmm. we're not clicking. That's the problem. Yeah, and I think some discussions need to be made about, I guess, FSG and their and the policy overall with transfers because it, I feel like with the with defense, with the defense, we were literally just hoping that we would have our our players be back. And actually, they talked um, in the main podcast in the Sac- in the soccer universe podcast. Um, Yashish, I think Yashish made up a good made a good point with that or. Or friend, I don't remember who exactly it was, but we, we were very um, we, we we were too carried away of how I guess good we are at the at, maybe not like us, but like the owners, I think, FSG, and like we were kind of relying on Matip to be coming back fit too too much, and that made us we could have probably got defended a lot earlier if we didn't do that. And once we saw Matip be injured for the out for the rest of the season. Which is just a catastrophic thing for us. So I mean, Matip being out for the season obviously that forced us to go in the transfer market, and we got Kabak and Davis. Actually, what do you think of Kabak? I didn't really ask you yet. So, um, I don't even. It was tough to watch this whole game. So I, no, I mean, what like, do you think of Kabak? Off. What do you think we got a new player with Kabak? Oh what? yeah. Oh um. Well, I mean, I feel like we aren't utilizing any of our new signings correctly right now. Well, we we aren't using them at all right now. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I mean, what do you Why think? Do the, what do you think of the signing itself? Do you think it's going to be good for us on the loan? I feel, I mean, it's not going to hurt because we just need anything, anything. <laughs> yeah, we yeah we're yeah we're desperate. We're just desperate. Uh, yeah. So let's. Move on. At, le- at least in this game, Liverpool won Manchester City 4. I was kind of confident with this game. The positive news, we actually scored a goal. We scored a goal. Isn't that, isn't that amazing now? We scored a goal at home after 410 minutes without a goal at Anfield. That's the only positive I could take. That's something for sure. Yeah. That's uh... <sighs> okay. Yeah. So the, this is the first time in 19 years Man City have beaten us at Anfield. Whew. Yeah, 19 years. This before is... they were even Man City. Yeah, it's the swallow. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I think that's that's basically my that's basically smaller. my that's basically my age. Um, I know that's older than you, Chihang. The so. The last time, 
the last time Man City, the last time Man City won, Chang, you weren't. I don't think you were born. Uh, Dylan, I'm not sure you were. You were. You weren't born at that time either. So no. So that's how. I mean that that just shows how good we have been against Man City, even when they were really good, and how good Anfield has been. Anfield is for us, and I, I thought this was the game. Like usually against the bottom six teams, usually we get a lot frustrated. Fans get frustrated really easily. So I guess the home crowd doesn't like sometimes goes against us at times. Maybe with bad form, us being in bad form, it would be a different scenario. But I thought this was the game where we miss where we missed the home crowd because like I was so like the lineup overall was good. Allison started, Mane started, Fabinho started, uh, Curtis Jones started, and he was he was phenomenal when he played in the game but I, I like first half what did i mean what do you think of the first half overall um it was actually i thought we it wasn't going to be a uh, bad game and um it was it was pretty even especially as you'd see it would be 1-1 later on and at that moment i thought actually we might have a chance against manchester city but then I think they found out our holes and we got tired and they just ran all over us. Yeah, I thought first half we were the better team overall. Like, yeah, no. Overall, I don't think Man pretty, City, I don't remember Man City creating a lot in the first half. It was a pretty we, even we had game. two chance with Mane and Firmino. Uh, Man City obviously had the penalty. Um, Fabinho fouled, um, fouled of Sterling, who was causing us a, big, a lot of problems in this game. Actually, this is the first time Sterling has scored against us at Anfield. Against against us. Not for us, against us. So that's that was oh, okay. a little that was also very heartbreaking. The snake scored against us. And I honestly, in my opinion, he was the man of the match, Sterling. So. Sterling out of all people, you know. <laughs> this, 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 the snake the absolute snake. <laughs> that's a way to put it. Yeah. He's a snake. Yeah. So I thought first, um, first half we were we were very solid. I thought we were we were good. Obviously, I think we some. I I guess we were exposed a few times with the Fabinho being center back with obviously with the penalty. If maybe it was it wasn't a uh, defensive midfielder playing a center back playing a center back, and Van Dyke playing center back instead or Matip, we would have had a different challenge that what for different situation to what than to what Fabinho did. So. I, that's what I'm, I would say. I'm not, what do you? I mean, what do you think of that? Do you think? Do you think Man City exposed our weakness with Fabinho in that penalty, or? Um, I mean, Fabinho maybe this isn't technically a natural defender, but also, yeah, I'm, it was there was a penalty. Yeah, it so, was a penalty. I'm just yeah, saying. no, I know. So yeah, like I don't think. They knew, like, there was nothing we could do about it, really. Fabinho's yeah. fault, but... Yeah, thank God like, that Man City don't know how to take penalties. That's the, that's the only thing they can't do right now. So that's that's good for us. But second half, it, I thought... Se- uh, everyone was saying Man City absolutely dominated us in the second half. And I, I like, all the pundits, I, like, everyone I heard, and except Klopp. And I honestly agree with... I, I, agree with Klopp's interpretation in the game overall because I don't think Man City dominated us in any part of the game, maybe the last 10 minutes when the game was over. But I, I like, 
in the first like ten like ten minutes of the second half, obviously Man City went, went with the four four two. First of all, we struggled with Silva and Foden up top, and we struggled to deal with it. We were losing the midfield battle, and that's basically how how Man City scored. But like overall, I thought it was it was just a game of it was basically we lost the game because of mistakes. So like for example, the first goal, Man City goal, Man City, we were we we were caused. A lot of trouble by their high press. Like, and that's basically how, like, three of their goals were scored. Their all three of their first goals were scored scored because of the high press. So Man City did that really well, and I mean Trent and so Man City got the ball and Trent had a very poor clearance in the build up to the Man City goal, and I saw Tiago and Tiago wasn't even tracking back for Gundogan. That, that was his man, and, and that that gives me a lot of questions of overall um, of Thiago and whether he I think and that's another thing the sports universe podcast that the soccer universe podcast we're talking about as well I I think like yes he's your friend we're talking about that as well where where Thiago the question uh, right now Thiago isn't really um, playing with the like with the system like he's not. Like he's not in the gender press of what Klopp wants. I think. I mean, what what do you make? What do you make of 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 that? Um, I don't really get the Thiago situation. Really, it's kind of confusing because I feel like he does really play well, and even in their losses. And I I don't know if he's bad luck or what because when we put him in, he just yeah. maybe the other players can't work with him. Yeah. I see. I see that. I see that too. I just thought in the in the goal that Man City scored, I like that was um now Gundogan was basically Thiago's man, and what and he was pressing Rodri, and then once once um the ball went um to like went forward, I saw Thiago just jogging back, and we we can't have that, especially and we were and because of that we were outnumbered in the mid, and Gundogan scored because of that, so. I was very, very disappointed with Thiago in the first goal, and obviously with Trent, Trent's clearance as well. Trent, like, I get, yeah, like Trent is literally he's in that case where where Trent should have just cleared the ball and instead he tried to play a pass to them and he played a pass right down the middle, and you can't do that as as a defender playing, you can't play the ball right down the middle, and that's what we did, and that's why Man City scored the first goal. That's soccer one oh one right there, you know. You can't you can't do that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and so, and you obviously Chihang, you, you you play right back a lot when you you actually play and you, you know you can't clear the ball right to the middle. Right where especially right where it came from. I mean that, that's rookie <laughs> that's a rookie mistake. Yeah. Uh so yeah, obviously we got penalty. I mean, what do what do we think? Do we think that was a penalty? On do you think Salah? Do you think Salah over exaggerated on that, or do you think that's a hundred percent penalty? Yeah, he's slightly over exaggerated, but um, I feel like it's one of those coins like that. Like before VAR, that, could, that probably would have been a penalty. I mean, they called it right away. They called it right away. Yeah, so no, exactly. I think it's. Like, take it back, but people think, oh, it should be, like, reviewed. Just take it back before VAR, that's a penalty. So Yeah. And Chiang, do you think that was it? What do you think? Do you think he he, he over-exaggerated way too much, or? 
penalty. I mean, you gotta look at the whole thing, and I'll be honest with you. Like, as much as like I like Salah, like, yeah, no, he he was exaggerating. It's like, <laughs> it's the pictures make it so much better. It's just so funny. <laughs> yeah, he like yeah. yeah the pictures. I don't, I don't know. If you, I still with this whole VR thing, especially with these red cards, and like I see David Luiz get red carded for basically no reason. Uh. And and stuff like and stuff like that, like David Luiz against Arsenal with the same with a red card where like someone's going through. Salah was on the breakaway, and he like. I think if the other cards, other games, I saw red cards for a similar situation. So I think that that could have been a red card for Ruben Diaz. I I, I haven't heard that uh, that a lot from other people, but uh, I don't know. That's what I don't know. What, I mean, what do you think of that? Because I don't. I just think this whole red card, the whole inconsistencies of red cards right now, like if those were red cards, I think this was a red card as well. And that could have made a big difference in this game, obviously. You see, the problem with this is it's so it's so subjective, you know, I think red cards, what is what is technically dangerous, uh, you know, a dangerous play or what's technically something that's like a very violent action, you know, or what's something that's uh, their direct prevention of a goal, you know, it's like, it's all very subjective, and each rep has their their own opinions, their own biases, and everything that goes with it. So really, it's just it really depends, you know. Yes, Davi Luis's the red card was was a bit late, you know. I'm a Tottenham fan. I'm gonna admit that too, but you know, it's just it's different for each ref. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. where, like you know, it's just it just really depends. You know, like Harry Maguire, he gets away with everything. You know, oh, you can yeah. probably Maguire grab a yeah. Maguire gets show. away with everything. And, but, and, that fridge. Absolute fridge. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I see what you're saying though, with that. Uh, yeah, moving exactly. on. Obviously, Salah scored, and that's great. Uh, so, actually, the thing with what well, until before we had go to the other goals, with Salah taking penalties, I'm not sure what you think, Dylan. I mean, a few years ago, I remember I was so nervous of Salah taking penalties, and I, I still kind of was of like last year as well but now now i'm getting a different like thing with Salah. like every time i see him take a penalty i know he's scoring and that's and that's something I, like that's something i noticed in the man city game like i usually i used to never i always used to get nervous with Salah taking penalties like i always trust milner a lot more but Salah scored every every single penalty since 2017. yeah no i think Salah recently has perfected his penalty shot and I think he is that good of a striker. We could just put him at the penalty position and he'll score. Yeah. And you don't really need a penalty specialist, even though Milner is a really, really good penalty taker. So mm-hmm. I think he could rotate both. Yeah, I, I just thought it was a very interesting thing because I used to be very – every time Salah takes a penalty, I'm usually very nervous. So I always think he can. he's, he's definitely capable of missing. But, yeah, uh, the second and third Man City goals. So, Allison. Yeah. I I literally have no words. Like in the second goal, he literally made the mistake. He made like Man City were pressing really high in both goals, and like a lot of these ch- situations, there are like four people pressing, and so it was, it, I guess it gave a lot of trouble. And like Allison in the first thing, like he he almost lost the he he almost gave up the ball before he passed it, and then he just made he made some absurd clear absurd pass to Phil Foden in the second goal. 
And then the third goal, he literally just gave the he gave a back a poor back pass to Fabinho, and which led Man City to press even higher up the field. And then it it got back to Allison again, who literally gives the ball to Bernardo Silva. I I don't know what this is the worst we've seen Allison in a while. I don't know what happened, and I'm still gonna say I'm I'm not sure what you I'm not sure what you think of of the of the whole game overall. But even that one one. Like I, I at seventieth the seventieth minute it was one one, I thought we had we had it. I thought we were in a good position to win the game. I don't think Man City, I don't think I was nervous of Man City um destroying us four one. I don't think Man City were dominating us. Maybe they were, maybe they were the slightly better team in the second half as we were the slightly better team in the first half. But I don't think Man City were like that like dominant as what people actually made out. Of it to be. Mm-hmm. I mean, what do you no, think? It was because I think Allison's screw ups really opened the gate to Manchester City's fourth goal too, and the yeah. energy. Yeah. And without Allison, it would have been a two-one win. Maybe. Yeah, or I, maybe I, a tie. I do think, we could have drawn it. Yeah, I do. We think, it. Or we could have won it. <laughs> yeah, I do think if those mistakes didn't happen, I mean, if ifs and buts, but I just don't agree with the general analysis that Man City were much better than us. And that's the whole. Uh, that's basically my whole take. That's my whole take. We still have problems, of course. We like obviously with with our with the injuries and Man City definitely exposed that very well. But I I thought for most of the game we weren't a team that looked like we were struggling with injuries, and that's um, credit to us, in my opinion. It's just individual mistakes costed us, um, and it led to the fourth goal. Obviously, with with basically we lost already, and Foden scored a beauty goal. Fair play to him. So yeah, Chang, what was your overall thoughts of the game? Like, I mean, I thought like you like you said, um, Allison was very, uh, very underwhelming performance to say the least. Uh, Ederson was definitely the better Brazilian goalkeeper that game. Um, anyways, uh, besides that, I mean, overall, I think you guys definitely. Like you, you guys already mentioned, like hit the key points, like you know, better defending and all, you know. Um, besides that, really, there's not much to be said. You know, it was just a complete fall. Yeah, I feel like you guys could have done much fall. better. <laughs> there's a complete collapse, basically, from our goalkeeper. Basically, what it's basically what happened in this game. Like, I'm gonna be fair. I'm gonna be honest with you. Like, I'm gonna be fair. To be fair, you guys did pretty well for the first half. And I'd say that'll be the first half of the first of the second half of the game, um, but it was just a complete fall in the last ten minutes of the game. Yeah, yeah, definitely agree with that. So, yeah, so I I want to mention a few other a few other uh, two other stats um, before we get we had to other matches and I this is another I want to talk about this in in this game obviously since Henderson played in mid in. I thought this was this issue was this issue was shown more um, today in the game against Man City was Henderson in the mid the midfield this season. So with Henderson in the midfield, we had eleven games, seven wins, and four draws and zero losses. And we scored twenty eight goals, conceded eleven goals, and with a points per game of two point two seven. Henderson. Um, when Henderson is not in the, was not in the mid, we played twelve games. So we played more games with Henderson not in the mid than in the mid, which sounds like a problem already. Um, 
four wins, three draws, five losses. Five losses. And we we only we scored 16 goals compared to the 28, and we conceded 18 goals. And that's a that's a points per game ratio ratio of 1.25. The con the 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 contrast in in form with Henderson in the midfield and not in the midfield is absolutely um uh unbelievable to be honest. I, yeah, he was a leader in the midfield, but he can't lead from the back. Yeah. <laughs> and I would, and I again, I'm going to talk about the fir- the first goal, the first goal that Man City scored because that I think that kind of summarized this whole si- the whole si- situation with Thiago not tracking back, and 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 I thought a lot, and a lot of times Trent was very exposed. Like Sterling was the man of the match in this game, in my opinion, and most of that came from Trent being exposed on the one on one situation with Sterling. When usually with when Man City were attacking when we were attacking Man City, Man City always had covered their fullbacks with the with the center mid, and I think with Henderson not being there, being a runner in the center mid, I think Genie's not that type of player to be running around like Henderson does and cover 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 up Trent in these in these situations. And I think that and Thiago isn't that sort of player too, as we saw in the goal. So I think that's that's another. That's another thing that uh, I would I would say as well with Henderson. But yeah, and, and Liverpool are, are the biggest lock, quote unquote lockdown losers in the Premier League. And before pre-lockdown, they had a two point eight um, points per game since since August two thousand nineteen. And now they and post lockdown they have a one point eight point points per game, which is a difference of one point per game. So what do you what do you think of that? I mean, this is what you were talking about with the virus and all that stuff. Well, a home crowd. What do you think? Um, you could have really saw this starting when even when last season we started, even though we won the title, we were a lot, a lot worse post COVID yeah. than we were. And I think the first game where we really, I think we really started. You could see this was again against Manchester City when we lost four 0 last season. Yeah, yeah. Like you can see that even though we were the champions, we still weren't met like with we weren't we didn't have the depth that Manchester City had to handle a pandemic. Manchester City has all the resources and depth in the world that they can handle a global pandemic. Liverpool still, even though they they've gotten a much bigger position in the world and they have a lot more wealth. Than they did a few years ago, they still yeah. weren't prepared. I, I don't think you... any club was prepared for a pandemic, but it's just that Manchester City has the resources to stay afloat. Yeah, I see where you see that's actually a good point. This that's a very good point as well with Man City. I, I mean, there's a lot of factors. I, I think at that point in the season, it was just uh, we we were basically winning the league. It didn't matter. We were weren't in any other competition except that, and we we kind of already won the league. It just needed to be confirmed. So I, I'm not going to really... I'm not sure what to really take on that still, to be honest. Uh, but in terms of the others, like in terms of this season, like I, maybe we, we miss the away supporters because usually our away supporters are really good and, and we don't have a very good away record. So maybe that could be 
I think, as well. But the home games overall, I, the home games overall, usually our home crowds are, again, like as I mentioned before, they're very, um, frust- they get frustrated very easily, and that gives a, a bigger troll, a bigger toll on the players, I think, than, w- than if we had no fans. So, But I think the game against Man City today, I think, showed the impact with having no fans. And Pep actually brought it up, in, in fairness to him, um, the impact of Anfield in this game with the momentum and all that stuff, especially after we scored the penalty. But even in the beginning of the game when we were playing well, I feel like if we had fans in that, in that on that ground, we would have won the game. Like 2-0, 2-0, 3-0. I think that would have been the scoreline with how the first half was going. So that's bit, that's so I do think that fans um, have a big impact. And that, before we get into other ma- the other match, I want to bring up a, a positive uh, – Axel – um, I guess like po- uh, positive that not everything is doom and gloom because th- this is Jurgen Klopp's 205th Premier League game. And this is the first time he lost two games in a row, which is by far the most games a manager has managed before losing back to back for the first time. The second longest is, is Mourinho with 76 games before losing back to back games. That's an absolutely phenomenal record. 200. That's like, that's like almost two. That's two to three times more than Mourinho. So I would just say we 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 still need to be optimistic of everything overall. That's that's all I have to really say with that. So yeah, let's go to the other mat. Let's go to the other matches. Um. So, um. Let's see, where should we start? Obviously, Man City won 2-0 against Burnley. Man, I think, Man, I, what do you guys think? I think Man City basically won the league already. That's, I think it's over. Yeah, it's pretty much another title for Man City. Yeah. So, I think that's that. Man City won 2-0. Uh, yeah, then, um, so Man United also had a few games. We could have, we're still like a, a bit behind the United, which hurts. But the United won nine nil and they tied three three. What did you guys think? What do you guys think of the games? What's with Southampton always being involved in these insane scorelines? Bro, I don't I don't know. I yeah. feel like Southampton's had a game where one of the team, either them or their opponents. Has scored upwards of eight goals like three times in the last. Oh really? Season. Wow! Do you remember they, that game against Leicester? Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, I Leicester. Did. did they win nine nothing, Leicester? Yeah. And then didn't Southampton also like beat another team like eight nil or something this season? It was early this season. Really? I, I, I remember Southampton winning against like, another team by a large margin. Yeah. So I mean, what? Did you watch? Did any of you watch the game? Did you torture? I watched the highlights. <laughs> oh, I didn't. I'm not watching the highlights. I watched the first twenty minutes. Well, I mean, like in, they were on Instagram, just like uh, all the goals. Nah, I don't care about that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, I don't see any. No, I don't see any. I don't see any. I feel like I do. No, I. I remember. It might have been. It may have been last, last year. But season, I'm looking yeah, at this. But I'm I looking at this year. It did be. have after Leicester crushed them. I do remember them crushing somebody else. No, maybe maybe that was last year. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I don't. Re I don't really remember. Okay. Well, it is what it is. Uh, yeah. Then you and then United tied Everton three three. Uh, did you guys see that last minute? <laughs> United just bottled it in the last minute. Yep. Harry. It was Harry Maguire, Chiang's favorite player, Harry Maguire. Oh yeah, I love him. Oh Harry, all the way, bro. Did you see him no. in the? In, did you see him in the in the Everton equalizer? I think he kept everyone on side like an idiot. Because <laughs> he's a fridge. His yeah, his uh fridge. his pace is two. Yeah. He's fake Van Dyke. He's budget yeah. Van Dyke, but not on a budget. He's more expensive. <laughs> yep, exactly. Uh yeah, it was it was nice to see United um United um be crap for one, in de defensively for one game. Hopefully they keep they continue doing that because right now we, it's not nice seeing United be ahead by five points in the table, right now. So I I don't want none of that. So and then we had yeah Everton have been pretty good lately as well. They they beat they obviously they got a three three against some um, United uh two one against and they beat Leeds two one what. I mean that's a Leeds are a decent team, so that's in a very impressive win for Everton as well. So uh, it's also surprising that Leeds didn't lose that game four 0 or win it four 0 Yeah, that's true. Leeds is like they either put in everything where they just get crushed. Yeah, but the stats were also were crazy. Yeah, it was a pretty Leeds, even Leeds game. Had, Leeds had seven shots on goal, and Everton had six shots on goal. So you know, it's, yeah, it was a pretty even game. It's it, and with lots of shots on target. Mm -hmm. So it was still wild itself in itself. Uh, then um, I, Leicester got a win against Fulham, and they tied Wolves nil nil, and so they're still they're still third. So that's how, obviously we're still behind them, and we play them this week. So we'll. We'll talk about Leicester a little bit more later, and uh, Austin Villa also have been on and off. They they lost to West Ham, and they and they beat Arsenal one nil. I mean Austin Villa are still in the top four race, so Austin Villa are still keeping themselves in the good position overall. So, and West Ham tied Fulham nil nil, which is a disappointing result for West Ham, especially get after um, um beating. Austin Villa. So, but even with that, at West, that's a good. That's good for us. We're still in the top four. So, but it's very interesting. I mean, what do you think of Austin Villa, West Ham? Do you think they have a chance for the top four, or because they're still mathematically they're still in it? Like Austin Villa have two games in hand against Tottenham and um, Everton, and if they win those two games, then they're in the top four. Um, it's gonna be tight. There's definitely a chance. I think one of them, too, can make the Europa League. But I feel like the top four is still going to be Man City, United, Liverpool, and Tottenham. Not in that order. Just in the, the yeah. obviously City at the top. But the other three, I feel like, could be in any order. Yeah, and um, Chiang's favorite mid-table team, Everton, are also in the top four race. Somehow. Uh, yeah. They're not going to be in a top four race. They're going right. to bottle the last 10 games and get relegated. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> No, I'm gonna give some context because like during um, um Tottenham obviously send them to the championship. Fuck those kids. 
Yeah, so to give context, of Tottenham were playing Everton in the um, FA Cup. It was obviously ended five four. It was an amazing game, and um, an extra time, Chiang was talking to um, um, one an Everton fan in our in the soccer chat that um, Everton are a mid table team. So, and basically it didn't go. I mean, okay. To be fair, to be fair, we rammed them six two. All right, and I was like, I was like, yeah, okay, was okay. So game. like. We, and then we lost to them, you know, in September. So, like, there's no way Jose is not going to take this game lightly, right? No. Just the fucking opposite. Oh, yeah, it's Everton. We'll just screw around. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's just disappointing. You know, you wouldn't expect that. Yeah. So, yeah, but, but mathematically, Everton have two games in hand, of us, in hand, and they're only three points behind us. So, Everton could be ahead of us in the league if they win their two games. Against, well, they play Man City and they play Austin Villa. I mean... Let's be fair, it won't happen, probably, but the fact that they're, just, they're only three points behind us is uh, depressing, very depressing. Uh, and um, yeah, West Ham are only one point. Do you think West Ham have a chance in this or not really? They're only one point behind us. Well, sorry, I thought... My, my, my mic was up oh. for a second. I didn't realize. Um, West Ham is also... Mm, it's, it's still like... like Remember a few weeks ago how crazy the table was? And there's still... It's only February. You still have three months, two, month, two months left in the season. So um, West Ham is going to have to play... like Both West Ham and Aston Villa are going to have to play super consistent in order to maintain top spots. Well, I think us, I mean, we're going to have to play really well because we want the Champions League. They're just, I don't know, they're not shooting necessarily for the Champions League. They're shooting for the high, just the best they can be. You know what I mean? Yeah. They just want to play their hearts out. So even the Europa League would be an accomplishment for them. So um, I don't think we have to worry as much as they do if they want to secure a spot Mm -hmm. above us. But um, because they're gonna have to work yeah, especially hard. It's just a crazy league season. I think that's mm-hmm. basically what we could think. But yeah, West Ham have been really good this year, and um, yeah. So, but uh, on the other hand, Tottenham have not been in in um in superb form. What did you make of your two game Premier League games against Chelsea and West Brom, Chihanga? You lost one 0 to Chelsea and. 2-0 to West... Uh, you, you beat West Brom 2-0, though. Yes, Josh. I'm familiar with the scores of both games. So, uh, well, Chelsea what, what game you, was absolutely dismal. Chelsea game was absolutely dismal. All right. Um, just absolutely terrible. Uh, West Brom game showed improvement. But, once again, it was just a quick fire. 10 minutes where we actually played well. Rest of the game, well, West Brom, let's be honest, got some good chances and, and were a little unlucky on their finishes. So... Overall, I say it's still we're still the same. Um, if Jose's got to turn this thing around quick, I'm actually very optimistic about the City game. We are, we have, for the past four games have been very well against City. We've oh, done wow. very good against them. I feel I feel that you know with with some major changes we could definitely beat City even. But as of now, I'll be happy with a draw. Okay. Uh, what what do you think of Mourinho overall? Do you think you're are you Mourinho out or you you're still back? Uh, anyone who says Mourinho out is a fake Spurs fan and an idiot. Okay. Okay. Uh, Mourinho is <laughs> Mourinho is he's interesting. He's like I mean 
I'd say he's a very decorated uh, manager. He's got everything. He's just hasn't, you know, he hasn't settled everything down yet. And he's frankly been quite unlucky. It's mm-hmm. just that, like, we've had a bad run of a few games. Doesn't mean we have to sack him just yet. I think there's mainly the players' fault, you know. You know, if we let's say we lost 1-0 or we drew against Everton and lost some penalties, you know, that's not really, you know, it's, it's, it is what it is. We lost 5-4, you know. Everton scored five goals against us. You know, that's not that's not the manager's fault because we put four in. It's the players' fault, you know. Our we let in five of those goals. It's it's in the players' mentality that you know that they would let in so many goals. And, and it's not just Yoris too. Believe me, Yoris was bad that game. But Winks and Sanchez, Sanchez scored, all right, but he's still abysmal in defense. After all, he's a center back, not a center forward. And it's just, you know, not not well. So, yeah, there's my there's my two cents. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's an interesting take overall. So, you're not Mourinho out, which is... Well, I think Spurs tends to trying to get a little bit um, agitated with Mourinho. So, that's... Okay, so that's... Yeah. I, I'm, more, I'm more winks out, really. <laughs> more winks out. I, I, I used to be really positive on him, you know, because he has, he has the right mentality. He always tries hard. But I just didn't see that from him for his past few games. And why Jose subbed him on just doesn't – confuses me. Mm-hmm. And I hope that doesn't happen again. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, uh, so Chelsea also – they obviously beat Spurs and they beat Sheffield United. So now they're – now after being so crap, they're only one point behind us. They're in fifth place and one point behind us. How? Like they were, it was they used to they were in such a bleak position and suddenly like even Chelsea haven't been playing that well with Tuchel as well. They but they got a few solid wins like against Spurs and against uh, Burnley, uh, Sheffield, and the draw against Wolves. And suddenly they're right where we are. And I just I really just don't know what to say about our how we're doing right now in the league. But that being said, we're still fourth place. We're still we're still in the, we're still in the front. We're in the we're in the front of the tight of the top four race. So, Dylan, do you think we'll make top four? Um. Yes, I think we will. Uh, okay. After all that, hopefully. We'll I think the lowest we're gonna get is four. Yeah, I hope this is like the low low. But I keep saying that every week, and we still we go even lower. So. True. Yeah. So let's get into um the game tomorrow. Uh, it is. It is on Leicester City versus Liverpool, third versus fourth. Uh, Liverpool won, have won their um, previous three matches against Leicester. We won our three, previous three matches at the King Power, notably the four 0 win last year. Uh, what do you think? Um, it's going to be a tough game. It's going to be a real tough game. Yeah, and we game. can't look back on our history because right now, all oh, those records. Those records, Those records mean nothing right now. Yeah, we're in, we're, we're in a different form right now. And uh, when I see these records, those records are there to be broken. So that's basically why I think that's basically why I think with that. Um, unless there are, are a mixed form, though, maybe we could get, have take positives on that. One win in their past four matches, but they're not in, and we, we're, I mean, they're not obviously they're not in the same mixed form as we are, though. We're still. Leicester doing much better than us still, but 
Yeah, and we have a lot of injury news. Here we go again. Fabinho is out due, due to another little muscle injury. Uh, and it's uncertain he'll be available for the Leipzig, the Leipzig match. So that's great. Our our best center back right now is out again. Uh, so that means we have to play our fifth, sixth choice center backs. That's uh, an L. That's that just an L. L. Our best center back who isn't right now, who isn't even a center back. He's a defensive Yep, player. Unbelievable. Uh, Kieta is back on the pitch, but not in team training yet. Well, I don't know when he's coming back. And Jota, Klopp said that it is possible that Jota will, will be back in the, in two to three weeks. I think I have heard of two to three weeks for two to three weeks already. So I don't know where he is. I felt like a few months ago I heard like, oh, it'll only be a few weeks. And that was a few months ago. Yep. And that Champions League game where Klopp decided to play some first team players in the meaningless game. So, basically, our injury problems are not any better. So, let's get into the starting 11. Let's try to pick a team. <laughs> so, in goal, Allison, uh, left back, Robertson. Robertson has actually been very good lately. Maybe, I think he's getting a little tired. Yeah, he plays I, in and out. Yeah, like he's a little, he seems a little worn out. But we don't have anyone better. Costas, Tismakas isn't hasn't really played much this year, so I can't really say I want him to play. So Robertson is still there. Uh, center backs. Uh, oh, that's like a. Uh, who knows? I was with Fabinho. With Fabinho still, if Fabinho was still in, I was hoping that Henderson would play center mid in this game. But that doesn't look like it's going to happen, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do think Kabak's going to play, though, in this game. Uh, Finally. Yeah, I think he'll play. And then either Davis or Henderson. But I don't think we're going to put two new center backs in right away. So I, I think Henderson is going to have to play center back again. Yeah, unfortunately. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, do you think it's going to be this, that center back partnership or do you see like a Henderson? Phillip? I could see that. I think that's the most seeable. Mm, okay. Uh, right back Trent, obviously. Uh, the center mid. I, we didn't really talk about this with the Man City game as much, but I thought Curtis Jones was fantastic against Man City. and uh, I, One of our only bright spots. Yeah, really probably the biggest bright spot. I think Jones has to – I think – I do think Milner. I is either I'm between Milner and Jones. Milner, I don't know. It's a little. I would edge for Jones, but again, I would edge for Jones. But Jones is a little inconsistent with it. He's obviously young, so I would, and Milner is more consistent usually. So I don't know. I I would I would edge for Jones in the midfield, and we would have uh, Thiago and Wijnaldum. Basically, basically that same midfield. Even though it's not the mid, we still need Henderson in that midfield, but we we don't really have it, any other options unless we play Shakiri or we play uh, we play with Milner. So, is that your same midfield? Or um, yeah, I mean, 
whatever you feel like, whatever. I mean, that's like the lineup that I feel like is the least radically different and is the most safe, especially with all our polls. Yeah, I definitely agree. Uh, and front three speaks for itself. So hopefully, no yep. injuries there. Salah, Mane, Firmino. So, predictions. What's yours? 2-1 Leicester. I, that's what I was going to say exactly. I don't know. I, I, hope I don't game. see any... Leicester's, Leicester's not in bad form. I don't, we see, are. I don't see anything in this game that makes me feel confident. The only thing that makes me feel confident is Brendan Rodgers is their coach. And I don't think he's beaten us so far. Yeah. So, that's the only thing I have. But besides that, I have no, nothing else to say. And it's a 7.30 kickoff. So... This Good morning. Be, yep. So that, that sounds a lot of fun to wake up to. Yeah, Chiang, what's your prediction? I'm going to agree with you on that one. 2-1. I say 2-1 Leicester. See, in, a, in Liverpool perspective, we're all saying Leicester are going to beat Liverpool. That's how, that's how peak everything is right now. Uh, let's go to the other match. Obviously, Chiang said um, he's very confident for this game. Man City, Tottenham. Should Chiang, you're going for a draw in this game? I think we have a chance of breaking their quote-unquote invincible run. Mm, so you think you can beat them? Yeah, I think so. Mm, okay. Uh, what do you, what do you guys what do you think, Dylan? Um, I can I see this game being a draw, mm. but if Tottenham. But the thing is, Tottenham's been a very similar team to us this season with their inconsistencies. Yeah. So if they, I don't see them, if they do lose, I don't see them losing 4 1. I would see like a 2 0 win mm-hmm. by Manchester City. But I really just, I feel like if Tottenham does play in form, it'll be like a 1 1 draw, 2 2 draw. Yeah, I think it definitely depends what Tottenham shows up in this game, in mm. my opinion. If Tottenham shows up, basically. I do, I do agree that, um, that with Chihang that the Spurs are definitely capable of getting a draw at Man City. They're, they mm. did that last year. I think they, they, they did that. Yeah, they did that last year, and they, they, are, not, they are not bad against Man City head-to-head. It, so I think it's definitely possible that Man City um, will not win against Tottenham. But I think with, given Tottenham's... Um, up and down form and their defensive struggle and their defensive struggles and, and stupid mistakes by like players like Lloris, Hoiberg, uh, who else? Winks. So with with those type of things that I'm seeing and Dyer and Not Winks. and well and Dyer as well against Chelsea. Uh, with all that with all that stuff and with uh, with playing 120 minutes against Everton while Man City had the breezy easy um. 3-1 1 win, I think, where they rested out half their players. So I think Man City will have more energy than Spurs. And I think so. I, I'm kind of leaning to a 3-1 Man City win rather than a 1-1. Maybe Tottenham will be able to hold on for a bit, but I think eventually the quality will show and I guess the tired legs will show. So. I think Man City's gonna get clapped, but okay, sure. You think they'll be okay? Okay. We'll see. Uh, and then, All right, no, but, realistically speaking, realistically speaking, I'm not sure if Jose is going to get everybody together for the game. Um, yeah. Ideally, we would have what we saw in the Champions League, 
um, last or the year before. But um, we have to see. We have to see. But um, let's see if we still we still got it against Man City. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the West. The other next game. The the next few games are basically there. It's West Brom United. I see Man United breezing through that. Unfortunately, like four nil. Do you do you guys all think the same thing? Basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, so that's uh, then Everton should probably will probably beat Fulham as well. So they're still in, that mid table team still in the top four race. I I definitely I do agree with you, Chung. By the way, they are a mid table team, so I'm backing you on that. I mean, yeah, I mean, y'all Liverpool fans, Everton's kind of like the uh, yeah. the Liverpool from Wish. Yeah, screw Everton. I agree, uh, but yeah, I think Everton will win this game as well, like two nil or whatever. Uh, then Brighton Austin Villa should be interesting. We obviously, hopefully, I'm actually we're, I'm cheering for Brighton for this game because Austin Villa are still in the in the top, in the top four race with us, I guess. So, but I think it, it's a pretty interesting game. Maybe like a one-one draw or something like that. What do you guys think? Like briefly. Hmm. Cheering. What are your thoughts? Uh, I'm not really sure. I mean, <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's, it's yeah. one of those games. Josh, which, Josh, let's see yours first. I said one-one. Basically, I think it's gonna be a draw. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's yeah. I mean, it's not really. Yeah, I, I just said they're in the top. I'm still considering them as a top four contender, Billa. So, until mm-hmm. they're not there, I'm not. I feel like it's fair to mention them. So. Yeah, it's gonna be a, it's gonna be an interesting game. Like both teams are are not bad teams. So uh, then we have West Ham versus Sheffield. West Ham will probably get an easy win. Uh, yeah, West poor Ham. Sheffield. Are, what do you think Sheffield will win? No, poor Sheffield. I'm oh, saying. poor Sheffield. Yeah, because Sheffield, I remember last season. Yeah, I remember. Season, no, we, yeah. No, we we face them, it would actually be a match. Like yeah, now now West Ham for that team. Sheffield. Not West Ham or that team. Uh, and Chelsea, Newcastle. Well, I only say Chelsea win. We uh, we may not be – if we don't beat Leicester, we won't be in the top four. We will be like uh, – if we – like I'm saying – I'm saying Chelsea yeah, no. will win. I'm saying I'm saying West Ham are going to win. If uh, Villa beats Brighton. If Villa beats – well, we won't be behind Villa yet. But no, we'll be behind Everton. We'll be behind Chelsea. And we will be behind West – no, we won't be behind Everton unless they beat Man City. I mean, do you Which think Everton will be Man City? They could, they but could. I don't think they're going to. I don't think they will either. I think Man City Especially will. Especially the way they're playing recently. Yeah. Chiang, do you think Everton have a chance? Not at all. Everton? <laughs> so, have, I mean, I never okay, want to so, that they have a chance, but the thing about Everton is that um, – like, think about how they played against United. Like, they weren't really playing well. Manchester United had them in the bag for most of the game until Manchester United imploded on themselves. So, if Everton plays like how they played against Manchester United, I do not see them winning against Manchester City. No way. Yeah, I don't see that. I don't see that either. But it should be a good game, to be honest. I think Manchester United may edges like 2-1 or something. But, but yeah. So, let's say... So, 
obviously we're pretty sure that Chelsea and West Ham are going to win their games. So if that actually does happen, we're going to be sixth place if we lose to Leicester. So that's how terrible everything is. And Yashish will have his will have his fun celebrating us being um sixth for one week. And we potentially will be seventh if Everton get a point at least against Man City and they beat Fulham. And give me we lose. So that's terrible. So yeah, let's get into the Champions League next week. Obviously, Leipzig. Um, we're playing Leipzig, and you guys play Augustburg. Augustburg this week. I mean, what you you think you you play today? I think Chiang. Do you think you'll win today? Oh yeah, Augsburg is the easy win. I think you. I don't think you lost the game to them yet. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh yeah, you don't have a long history of games. I mean, Augsburg are, are a Bundesliga two team. They just got promoted like two years ago. Okay, so yeah. they're pretty, they're pretty, pretty bum. Okay, so yeah, so we, uh, so okay, so let's get into the game that will be played in Budapest on Tuesday because due to COVID restrictions. Is it Tuesday? I think it's Tuesday. Uh, it is Tuesday. So Leipzig are second in the league, seven points behind Bayern. Leipzig are in good form. They have won four of their past five matches, and there will be five in their past six matches if they if they beat um, um, Augsburg today. Uh, Augsburg, yeah. I was, I was, okay, Augsburg. I get these German names really wrong. Okay, <laughs> I, I got like a few weeks, a few months ago, I got word they're Berman, Berman wrong, so I probably still got it wrong. Oh, well, it is what it is. So, Chiang, what's your how confident are you for this? Obviously, you heard um, for the Liverpool for Leipzig game. Yeah, Leipzig Liverpool. Obviously, oh, he's for a while. You guys, so. about get, you guys about get absolutely destroyed. No, I'm joking. I'm not sure. Um, I'm really not sure. I mean, like you guys said, you guys are literally without any defense. Well, we have um, Upamecano and Konate, are both kind of good. Um, but um, once again, I mean, we Liverpool is is always and will always be a challenge, so it's it's never it's never a certainty. Um, I mean, Nagelsmann's a really good coach and all, um, but like our players, I mean, although some of them are good, not everyone's world class. And um, as much as I like Leipzig, I'm not sure what you know if we make it out with a with a draw, you know. It'd be, Pretty crazy, and I'd be pretty pretty psyched if we actually um if we beat uh, Liverpool, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, who knows? Who knows? We, what? Have, we have um Minamono, or not Minamono. Sorry, we have um what's his name, Juan Hechan, who would then oh, be yeah, across yeah. out Van Dyke. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I uh, maybe we'll play him or something. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. How's your injuries looking? Like, do you have a lot of injuries like we do, or or no, no, we're actually injury? surprisingly, I don't think anybody significant is is injured right now. Like I, I see, I see Forsberg is injured, and Forsberg, yeah. But um, we have alternatives. I mean, uh, as much as like, Towson's been inconsistent, but um, we can still play him in his stead. We also have um, you know, we have Wang Hee Chan. I think he's just gotten back from injury. Actually, we have Sorlaw. We have, or I think that's how you say his name. Or whatever, mm-hmm. but um, we have alternatives, so you know, like, what can yeah, I say? We've got man. options, yeah. Given your form recently, I you definitely are looking better than what we are, so 
yeah. So uh, I guess uh, let's let's go through our lineups. I guess. Uh, I mean, Dylan, what what did they do? You think we're going to play the same team as against Leicester, or we will obviously I mean, yes, have... unless Feb Fabinho's back then. Maybe oh yeah, would... no, yeah. Fabinho may be back if if that's the case. If Fabinho is back, then uh, actually, I would say I would actually say we need if if Hender if I think we would have to play if if Fabinho is not back, we have to play Milner instead of Jones. I don't think Jones should be playing mm-hmm. in this game. I think I, I, I prefer a more experienced player in Milner in this game. In my, mm-hmm. so, I'll say that. Um, and if we have Fabinho, obviously I want G- I want I want the midfield to be Thiago, Hendo, and Genie. And uh, I want to see how Kabak plays. To be honest, if Kabak plays well, then I want him to start with Fabinho. And and that would be another center pack. And in these two games, there'll be two more center back part- partnerships. We already have like fourteen or fifteen or whatever. Crazy. Yeah, but we had that like same team overall. Chiang, what's your like team? Um, as for Leipzig, I think it's gonna be pretty standard issue. Well, she's gonna be in goal, never gets injured. Um, as for I'm thinking Upamecano and um, what's his name, Konate, uh, center backs. He might put in Orban, but I think Orban's more of a sub. Um, let's see, and honestly, I think. He might, he may put three in the back and put Orban there as well. But um, mm. if, um, if you know, bro, if, not, if, then I think Orban's the tall guy, isn't Orban? We might. Orban's the very tall guy, right? Sorry, Orban's the very tall guy. He's not that tall. He's like, he's like six. He's like six one, six two. He's not uh-huh. too tall. Well, you know, for relative to to what we have right now. He's not yeah. like Sule, you know what I'm saying? Like he's he's not giant. Okay, he's, he's, okay. He's, 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 he's all right. Okay. Well, Anyways, um, we're probably gonna have Klausterman and right back, or Mukiele. Mukiele has actually been pretty really good so far. Um, so we might have instead. And then on the left left side, we're probably gonna have um, what's his name? Um, what's his name? Uh, <laughs> was House the Man or something like that in the left in the left side? Not sure what his name is. Pretty irre- pretty irrelevant. Um, in the middle, we're gonna have probably a Sabitzer as Cam, and um, let's see. Um, and then on on the, on the, actually on the right side, I think we might play Anthony on the right side. You know the Man City guy. Um, oh, hello, if yeah. Not, yeah. If not, we might play him as a right winger because uh, we actually been doing that for the past few games. Oh, really? Does he usually play a glass fullback or he's in the? He's usually yeah. He's usually you know a left back, but um. He's done really well. He's shown a lot for um for Leipzig this past few two seasons, and he's done you know he's done outstanding goal yeah. scoring. So I think um yeah. we're trying to turn him into more of a goal scorer. I mean, he's not a big guy. He's, I think he's five seven or five nine something like that. He's pretty short, and he's not he's not really strong. So like as for a defender, you know I think he's rather lacking in those attributes. Yeah. But he's a very good playmaker, and he's a very good goal scorer. So I think it's a very wise choice to put him in a winger or a midfield position. Mm-hmm. Okay. Who's um, let's see. As for the rest, we're probably going to have Kevin Campbell at center mid. You know, the Mr. Man Bun out there, you know, rocking that. I, th- I think that works out pretty well. Um, let's see. And up top, you know, if 
since Forsberg is injured, probably going to have uh, Palsen, Sorloff. Um, but actually, maybe not Palsen, because Palsen's rather been – he's injury-prone and he's delicate. You might have um, – you might be able to see Chan. I, I honestly think they might play Chan. Hmm. I mean, what, that, what do you I, think? What do you like? I mean, I obviously, you know Leipzig more than me, so I'm, I'm just going what you're what you're, you're saying. But I know that that you, you guys know Polson, right? Yeah. Polson will probably play up top for you guys. Polson, you have, yeah, but he's been a substitute for the past season, really, uh-huh. because we don't want him to get injured, and he's also been rather inconsistent. Yeah, like, I, he scores amazing goals. Don't get me wrong; he scores like. He's core like screamers out, but like it's just inconsistent, you know. When he doesn't play well, he doesn't play well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but at, but the Huanga gives us a lot of trouble, to be honest. Though, like when we play, yeah, the- where he's kind of untested, really. <laughs> yeah, so we'll see. I guess. Yeah, we'll see. Would yeah. be really really cool if he plays, but uh, I'm not sure exactly how he's gonna do. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, personally, I want to see Tyler Adams play, but the, he's usually not a starter. So, That's yeah, he so. could. Tyler Tyler's been popping off the past two games. Um, he scored against the uh, Mates, and um, he's he's also starting the last few games as well. So, who knows? Yeah. Well, what's our score predictions then? Ooh, I'm saying two on the report. You're, Maybe you're I'd, I'd like to. I'd, I'd like to hear me out. I'd like to get a draw, 1-1, 0-0, you know. Um, but I'm thinking it's probably going to be 2-1. Yeah, okay. Uh, why is that? Do you, why do you think, you think we'll, we'll turn up for this game? I mean, honestly, you guys have been lacking in the Prem League. But the Prem League is overall harder league than the Bundesliga, you know. Oh, it's it's really buying the world class team, but it's pretty much it. You know, the other teams are are decent, but they're not, you know, Premier League level. I would say. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, I'm, I don't know what to even say for this game as well. I'm go. I don't think we'll lose again. Like if we lose, I, like I don't think we'll. I think it'll be a. I think it'll be like a one-one draw. That's my opinion wow that's 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 cynical josh that's cynical yeah one one uh, dylan being an optimistic liverpool fan i'm just gonna say two one two one who liverpool oh, liverpool optimistic yeah, yeah. optimistic uh two one leipzig <laughs> oh you said two one leipzig no no no, no. i'm saying like dylan said I... he's optimistic so why would he <laughs> no dylan, <laughs> why, 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 wait dylan what one to who? I don't. I didn't hear what you said. Two one to Liverpool. I'm optimistic. Because oh, I'm you're optimistic. I thought you're optimistic. I thought you're optimistic that we'll only lose two one at this point. I don't, I don't <laughs> oh even, man! Yeah, I don't, I don't know. know bro. Leipzig five, Liverpool zero. That's a game to be remembered for for a lifetime. That's I literally don't... a game of a century. Well, Dylan, I hope you're right. Um, if we if we win two one, I'll celebrate. Like, I'll be. Oh, I very much hope I'm right. I'll be going freaking crazy. And uh, Chang will, will not be able to stop hearing from me for a while. Man. Uh, no, because, like, I would be like, okay, I mean, that's expected. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but if we if we somehow win, you know, that's... that's well, yeah, you know, you're, no, playing, no you're playing the game down. You're saying you were, you, were, you're probably going to lose. So. I mean, yeah, who knows, you know? 
it's all up in the air right now. Liverpool is not doing as well, but hey, man, it can go both ways. Yeah. Obviously, yeah, we have a, the game going on while we're playing, which is absolutely outrageous that such a game is going on while we're, while such a big game of Leipzig versus Liverpool is being played. Is Barcelona versus PSG. How is that being played in the same time as us? It's absolutely ridiculous. But what what do you guys think will happen in this game? Neymar is injured for PSG, so there's no like reunion for Messi and Neymar in the first leg, I think, for sure. So, so which team do you think is going to win or lose 5-0? <laughs> I don't know. I think Barcelona will be absolutely, will absolutely be destroyed. That's my opinion. Even without Neymar? Yeah. Actually, I don't know. Christian aren't that good either, to be honest. But with Pat, with Pats and Chiang's guy, um, I think I think they'll – Barcelona are absolutely – I don't know. They're not very good right now. Mbappe is still there, so so I th- I still Mbappe's back, good. I still <laughs> I still back PSG. Mbappe is an overrated ninja turtle. <laughs> um, what are your predictions? I would say I think just because PSG is slightly the better team now, I'll go two 0 to PSG. Hmm. I didn't know. Yeah, but it, it's at Barca, but I'm gonna say like I'm gonna say like a two one PSG. For this, yeah, two one also. Maybe yeah. a Messi goal or somebody yeah. has a goal. If Neymar was there, it'd be like four one. But yeah, um, Chiang, what do you think? I think PSG will win. Now that PSG is, uh, you know, under Poch's belt, obviously we got we got to show some love. Um, but uh, let's see, let's be realistic here. Um, let's see, Barcelona's been doing pretty dumb, bad. Coleman's a clown, you know. It's it's not gonna work out for them really well, mm-hmm. you know. Neymar, yes, Neymar is gone, but I trust Poch. He's gonna pull through. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay, I I definitely agree with that too. So we basically have the same thoughts on that. So that's basically it. Uh, thank you guys for watching another episode of Liverpool Perspective. It was this wasn't the most funnest episode to talk about, obviously, with us kind of a downer, but. Back to back. Yeah, we, we, made, we made the best of it. I don't think we went as long as well, how uh, as how we did last week, though. So that's all eyes are on Leipzig, though, because yeah, <laughs> we need we need to get seven uh, rooting for seven, baby. We need to get something. All right. We need to get something against Leicester because we. I don't want to be sixth place. That's so, also true. Oh boy. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah, I don't want that either. So. uh I don't need any more banter from all these people. So we need to we need to win. Hopefully we went maybe hopefully this week we're gonna talk about two wins heading into the Merseyside Derby. Uh so yeah, Chuyang, thanks for coming. I this I think today is Chinese New Year, so happy Chinese New Year to you. Thank you, thank you. So so yeah, so thanks um I'm Dylan, obviously thanks for being being here every week. Yep, of course. And that's that wraps today's episode of Lurf Perspective. See you guys all later. See you guys later.